Hi, my name is Alfonso. Hi, and I'm Francisco. And this is Easy Talks, our podcast, episode three. Uh, I want to thank you for all the, to all the people who have been listening and checking our little videos that we've been making. And um, yeah, we'll keep doing it as long as uh, we have things to talk about. So in this uh, particular episode, we're going to talk about all the new uh, reforms, regulations, regulations laws. The, new th the things that are new for 2022. In Now, the state of Yucatan. That's the thing. We wanted to be very specific and very clear about the fact that this is only in the state of Yucatan. We're going to talk about the new laws and things that uh, start working uh, or start... Uh, Affecting closings. In Yucatan. Um, other states have its own regulations and rules. Um, this is just for the state of Yucatan. Now, we're recording this on March... What? 12. 12, sorry, we don't even know what day we're on. On March 12. So, this is as far as March 12 goes. We don't really know what's going to happen later on because some of these laws are quite yeah. incontroversial. I yeah. think people are going to fight them. Corredores Públicos are going to fight them. Um, I think many people are going to fight these rules. Many of us, many of which we consider absurd, really. I, I consider absurd, some of them. So, as far as March 11 goes, this is what is current. Um, if things change, because this will air in April. Uh, uh, as, as after March 11, we don't really know what's going to happen, but so far, this is how things are. People used to close at lower value or try to close at the lower value. Yeah, uh, I kind of understand why they want to do it, the, 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 the appraisal uh, committee, uh, because a lot of people try to close at a lower value using the Valor Catastral or just a little bit uh, higher. Which, uh, let's make no mistakes, tax evasion. Yeah, uh, it has been more and more complicated due to the law against uh, money laundry yeah. that force the transactions uh, to be basically by check or wire transfers and just a lower amount of uh, cash that you can use uh, as a payment method. Uh, but I think that this uh, appraisal thing is ridiculous, uh, especially because the Corredores Públicos, they have faith. Public faith. Public faith uh, in the whole country yeah. and the state government is basically telling them, okay, even though that you have public faith to say this property worth five million pesos, the thing that someone else needs to verify that uh, is controversial and I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure they already uh, filed uh, legal, resources. legal yeah. resources to overrule yeah. that uh, law. But the fact of the matter is that After you do your appraisal, you submit it, and I'll, and I'll explain the process in a few minutes. Appraisals committee can come up and says, can come back and says, your property, for an example, I submit an appraisal, real value, 2.5 million pesos. Appraisals committee can come back and says, no, the property is worth 6 million pesos. So now they decide what value, what market value you have, which is ridiculous, is completely out of the, of the, of the market or what the market says. It destroys uh, deals. 
it creates extra costs and extra payments and they are uh, defying or, or arguing with the resolution of a federal authority. And it's putting in the mind of the seller that the property it has that worth. The worth is higher than, we have, so sometimes they'd rather, okay, I'm going to throw, throw out the deal. Because I... Because my property... Because someone is telling me my property doesn't worth 2 million pesos, it worth 6 million pesos. And it's not real. It's not real. I'm sorry to tell you this. It's the thing not is that real. the government is trying to uh, inflate the, the, the prices, prices to get more taxes. Now you understand that. Yeah, they want to, they, they try to avoid people from closing at a catastrophe value, at went, a lower value, but they're going out of whack. They're crazy. Yeah. But they, they try to because they want their piece of the cake and that's fine, I understand. You want your 2.5, your 3.5 or whatever, we'll explain that later on, of acquisition property tax on a real value, not on a lower value, but on a real value. Um, we're talking, what they're talking about is not close to be real. Yeah, no, they're and, totally out of the... And it happens in one of our closings when we told the client, hey, we have a problem because they are saying the property doesn't worth X amount, it works, I don't know, 5 million. It says, oh, if it worth 5 million, I may not sell it then because... Mm -hmm. Someone else will buy it for 5, uh, five million. And that is not going to happen. Well, I would like to tell the guys in the appraisers committee to buy that fucking property in, in what they say it worth, you know, yeah. to see if, if they like it, try to resell it later and to see what's going to happen. It's not real. So we're having that problem. And just to understand the, the implication of this is if you're buying a property in $500,000 and the appraisers committee says it worth $800,000, uh, but you're closing at 500, what is the tax implication? To begin with, your acquisition property tax is going to be calculated on the value that the appraisers committee put, in this case, uh, $800,000. US dollars. And because you're buying, in theory, a, a property that the value is higher than you are paying, you will have to pay also a capital gains on the, acquisition. on the acquisition. That means that because you're making a, in profit. theory, you're making a profit buying a property cheaper than it really worth, yeah. then you will have to pay your acquisition property tax at yeah. a higher buyer plus the capital, capital gain tax by the acquisition. So, And it also has a time implication and we're struggling with that. We can tell you straight, straight forward. We are a law firm. We have clients, we have closings, we have set up closings and we have dates from before this law. law. So it delays closings because first, nobody really knows how it works. Second, time frames are not yet being very well established and third the process is the following we fill out uh, a form with information send documents the appraiser goes to the property we send them pictures of the property the appraiser goes to the property verify it come back do the appraisal and then submit it into the public registry for a, for a, a, a approval of the appraisers committee all of that supposedly takes two weeks we don't we're, have situations where it doesn't take two weeks. Yeah, and at the and beginning they were saying that it's going to take like two to five two, days. And which is not. And so right now, when you get to the closings that we have set up before the law, it's delaying them because we still have to do this. For the new deals, 
this is being done from the get-go so we can tell the parties, hey, we're going to have this issue or we're happy with this issue since the beginning. And the other thing is the cost because in the closing cost, appraisals were usually included. Yeah, pay by the buyer. Pay by the buyer. That's fine. You as a buyer pay your closing cost, pay your appraisal. But if things go south and the appraisal end up ruining the, de ruin the deal, that money that they put for the, pay for the appraisal will go to waste because there's no refund or anything like that. The, the cost of the appraisal is still the same, but it has to be paid from the get-go since the beginning and there's no guarantees that, that the results are going to be positive. Yeah, and right now we would, we will, like, would, we would advise uh, the sellers before putting your property in the market, do the appraisal that is valid for six months. Um, yeah. Not other appraisal can, can change that one because otherwise you can, you, you're gonna make everybody wasting time, their time. Money. And also, uh, the deal is not going to be 100% safe. Yeah. So we do really, in a, in a separate note, we do really recommend to sellers and realtors to recommend their clients or as part of their service to do the appraisal and have it approved by the appraisals committee. It has a, it has a valid, it's valid for six months and that will guarantee your deal. Exactly, because you will know from the get-go, okay, even though I'm selling at 500,000 uh, US dollars, the appraisers committee said it was 800, you can tell from the beginning, the buyer, okay, even though that you're paying this amount of money, your taxes will be calculated on this. So they will know if they go for the dealer or not. Not, exactly. So um, that's the first Reform is a big one. We're struggling with it. We're, we don't really like it, but um, we're adapting as it is. And that's- and We believe it's gonna be overturned eventually. But we, we do believe it's gonna be overturned. And that's why I said at the beginning of the video, we're filming on March 11th. After that- 12. Sorry, 12. Shit. 12. After that, we don't really know what's gonna happen. We are, if we're, honest with you we're hoping this will be overturned but, but it's going to take know. at least and as a year or six more. months or more yeah. so until it does um take that in cons into consideration if you want to buy or sell a property appraisal is going to be is going to be a major thing in the decision and it's going to be a major thing on the process time-wise cost-wise and at the end of the day uh, to determine to establish if the deal is going to go through or not yeah. we have we have uh, we have been having issues, but we're hearing horror stories from all over the place where properties that should worth five or 10 million pesos are being appraised for 22, 23 million pesos, which is ridiculous. So um, if people from the appraisers committee ever see this, which I doubt, uh, please have some common sense. What we're doing right, we're, you're inflating a market, you're ruining a market, you're creating uh, insecurity on buyers, on sellers, and you are... Uh, yeah, they're gonna stop the, the real estate and market. You're, and the process is being... A nightmare. A, a nightmare. Yeah. It's not even fun anymore. It's really a nightmare. So if we can stop this madness, it will be awesome. Just a few days ago, and, and this is just... I, sh I should tell this at the end, but I'll just might as well say it now. A few days ago, a client told us, is if like the government is trying to see 
how can we make this even more complicated than it is? Yeah, as it is, I don't get the angle. Yeah, it's like they don't getting money out of this, and they are. Banks are getting money because of the commiso. The county is getting money because acquisition property tax. Um, this creates payments for uh, registration fees, um, the same appraisers, which are making the same amount of money uh, that they were making at the beginning. It's just working extra. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So, <clears throat> but it is what it is. So we're just explaining, telling us, telling you what's going to happen. And if it gets overturned, great. If not, we will adapt as always and find a way out of it that is, uh, that, that makes the deal possible. But at the end of the day, it's going to cost more money for, the, for someone. That's always the, that's always the, the consequence of this crap. Um, somebody's going to have to pay <coughs> yeah. more. Yeah, it, I, I guess there's, there's no, in all of these reforms, I don't have one good news. Yeah. Not one. Um, the same one is the acquisition property tax. In Merida. In Merida. It changed in some counties, but... But I think the Merida biggest one was, was Merida. A, Merida was yeah. quite a surprise. Yeah. Every we, year, each municipality uh, can approve uh, their... Like, how do you call income, it? The, their income their tax income law. Tax, uh, law. So usually, from year to year, they change the, the acquisition property tax sometimes in the real estate transactions. Yeah, uh, sometimes they change, sometimes they don't. don't. But uh, in this particular year, Merida had a, a huge increase in the in the percentages. Uh, how long ago it was two percent? Like two point five. No, but at the beginning it was two. So then they raised to two point five. Yeah. And right now it could go from two point five to six point five. Yeah, depending on the on the price of the property. Yeah. We know about this since November. It wasn't really approved until December, but we hear, we heard what they wanted to do in November, and we thought this is madness. It was a very complicated operation with a with a uh, that you have to like, do there to calculate. Yeah, yeah, there, there, there it was doesn't a, work to, to explain it. That was a fact. I'm not going to explain. I will, I will need a board here to explain. Uh, it was a factor that you have to divide the price in and multiply it against. To whatever to give you the percentage, the percentage will go or, or used to go from 2.5 to 6.5. Uh, the more expensive it was, the more uh, the higher was the acquisition property tax. Then they issue a new. They call it a. Uh, I think they knew they they they're gonna. All percent all legal, the, 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 yeah. the market, and there was going to be legal resources presented all over the place, federal resources that they're called amparos. So, um, so they came with a they came with a solution that like is like amnesty, if you want to call it. They, it they, it's like they're doing us a favor. It's kind of to in, in the law, it says to incentivize the payment of the acquisition property tax. Yeah, we're giving you this. Uh, special treatment. Like a, a grace period. Yeah. During the year, it lasts until December. December 27th of this year. It supposedly, after December 27th of this year, they're going to go back to this, this original uh, idea of the little table with the factor and the whatever. So right now, the numbers are, and I'm going to use my, my page right here. 
From zero to 800,000 pesos is 2.5%. From 800 to 2.5 million pesos is 3%. From 2.5 to 12 million pesos is 3.5%. And after 12 million pesos, then you have to go to the original structure, use the factor and whatever, and it can go up to 6.5%, which is completely insane. Yeah. There's no uh, acquisition property tax higher in the whole state. The higher one was Telchac, 4%. This year, other counties, Kansakap, and I think uh, Semul has 4% as well. Semul? Yes. Wow. It went, it went from... Two to four, two point five to four percent. You know, Semu uh, englobal the area of uh, San Benito, San the beach. part of San Bruno. Yeah, I'm part of San Bruno. Yeah. So that's why they did it. Yeah. They realized they were losing money. Yeah, because the, the child was doing it. Yeah. And and, and there are very uh, desirable desirable properties on the beach with huge prices. So they increased it to four percent. So now they have that as well. So. Um, this uh, is from the, from the get-go and we told clients on the closing cards that we used to give in December, we always put some... Uh, like a disclaimer. A disclaimer in red, saying prices could go up, I mean acquisition property tax could go up, etc. In some of the deals, this far on the year, we still haven't been able to give exact closing costs because we still don't know how we're going to handle it between the appraisals thing and the acquisition property tax. So if you have in mind to pay 2.5% because it was in murder, you can forget about that. You have to use this table, this table, these uh, numbers to calculate um, the, uh, how much capital gains, how, how much acquisition property tax you're gonna pay and take it into consideration inside your closing costs. Let me tell you, if, if the property is above 2.8 million pesos, which is $140,000, mm -hmm. if the property is above $140,000, that's 3%. And it's something. <laughs> it's quite a lot of money. So, again, it is what it is. This, I don't think it will be overturned. No. This will go the whole year. We still don't know what's going to happen on December 27th. I think they're going to make... And Some kind to, of amendments yeah. to leave it as it is. Yeah, um, it was very complicated, very complicated, and if it, it, you need to have some degree of of math ability to do the the numbers, and so it was ridiculous. So hopefully we'll stay. I mean, not hopefully. I don't think we'll go back to anything below this because I mean, once the government starts seeing money, why to go back? So they're gonna stay on this. Hopefully we'll stay on this, and it will not go back to. Uh, the other, uh, the original way to calculate it, but right now just take it into consideration. Two point, we start in two point five, and we go out to six point five. Um, we're uh, change number three. It's also a cutie. A what? Uh, it's special. Ah, okay. RFCs. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, the RFC is is the Mexican uh, tax ID number that individuals who are. Uh, citizens of Mexico or residents in Mexico, uh, they need to have, uh, as long as you have your resident card as a foreigner, you need uh, your Mexican tax ID number uh, to buy a property or to sell a property. Uh, it, it 
used to be really easy to get it. Uh, we online. got online and just uh, printed and that's it. Uh, right now, uh, the, the, the government decided that you have to go to the Mexican IRS office, that is the SAT, uh, SAT, Servicio de Administración Tributaria in Spanish, um, because they take, they take your biometrics. Uh, biometrics, yeah. Uh, info, the fingerprints, uh, how do you call it? The, uh, the, the, I don't know, the eye thing. The yeah, and they scan your face and everything. So you have to go in person. Uh, some clients, they get mad because they don't understand why they have, they to, have go to go because it. someone else told, told them that uh, it was really easy and you get it online, and, but it's not possible anymore. Uh, if you're selling your property or if you're buying your property as a foreigner and you are a resident, you need to go to the Mexican IRS, the SAT, uh, to get your uh, tax, tax ID, ID number. Uh, Usually it was a requirement for Mexicans, of course, and for people who wanted to, for sellers who wanted to avoid their capital gains tax, then they got their tax ID number and put it on a proof of address. But now, if you're Mexican or if you are a resident buyer or seller, they, you need your tax ID number, your RFC. Um, again, we're filming this on March 12th, so right now you don't need an appointment to go and get it. We're hearing that they're going to require people to get appointments to go and get it. People over 65, they can go from 8 to 9 a.m. It's a, it's a time, uh, it's a, it's a time, time. That is special time that is just for them, but it requires them to go, make the line, get in. They don't speak English. Let me tell you that and do the process. Be ready. It's a whole day thing. Yeah. At least four hours. There. At least three, four hours easily. People or clients, when we told them this, and at the beginning, let me tell you, we, we have ways to get the tax ID number without having our clients go, um, but not anymore. They are forcing them to go. And clients got mad saying, uh, I read somewhere that I can get this online and I just go on, on the portal and I can do it. It used to be that easy, even for us, with you, just with your CURP, if you didn't have any activity, economical activity, you could get your tax ID number online, printed at the moment, very easy, uh, painless, easy. But not anymore, because of the biometrics they are forcing you to go. And I think they are issuing at the same time electronic signature, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. At the same time, they are issuing tax ID numbers for foreigners. They are issuing, um, they are issuing uh, electronic signatures so they can handle their taxes that they're not going to present because they are not uh, active economically in the state. They are residents, temporary or permanent. That pretty much means that they live other than income in other countries. So it's quite stupid. Not the fact that they need their tax ID number. I get that, mm -hmm. you know? I get that you as a country wants to have everything and, you know, located and whatever, that's fine. But why to make people go, yeah, it's, make four hours? Especially with the COVID thing, that's the most stupid idea they could have. And, and then because of COVID, people are making lines on the streets and then they get in. I, I haven't heard one single client happy about this. Yeah. They all complain, they're all mad, they're all saying, freaking country, 
what the hell are it's like they don't want us here and to be honest it does sound like that or feels like that because this is ridiculous again same thing that the appraisal this is super stupid again not the not the actual law but how they are implemented it and in the actual time the bureaucracy is just a nightmare even for us as mexicans yeah i mean if i had to renew my electronic signature that's it it's a whole day there because but not to renew your electronic signature you can do it online as, as long as it hasn't expired exactly but my point is if it has expired oh, yeah. then you have to go and uh, we were used to this with corporations that has been we will do in the chapter for the corporate corporations if you want to hear it is really a nightmare to do the corporation to get the electronic signature of the corporation you need to be Mexican, you need to have a tax ID number, you need to have electronic signature, you need to have an, an address, it's, it's, a, it's a nightmare. But translate... Not to be Mexican, you, you need to be a resident a with resident. an electronic signature. Sorry. You need to individual. have a tax ID number, basically. Yeah. But if you translate that into now, every buyer and seller, it's a problem. Especially because not all buyers come to the country to close. Yeah. Some of them who are residents give you a power of attorney from the States or Canada or wherever part in the world, yeah. and you don't want to come. I'm telling you now that you have to come to get your tax ID number. If you want to avoid the capital gain taxes. No, well, even, I, I, as, yeah. even as a buyer, you have to come as a buyer. If you don't have tax ID oh, okay, number, yeah. you can close, yeah. that's even yeah, worse. That's yeah. because, because even as a, as a seller, I can understand, well, it's been like that forever. Mm -hmm. You want to avoid capital gains taxes, just come and do it. But as a buyer, yeah. I'm a resident, but I don't want to come to the country I'll give you a part of attorney, put the apostille stamp on it and send it, and then I don't have to go to the country. Um, but now they do because they have to get their tax ID number before they close because buyer and sellers has to have it. So it's not a matter of cost. Of course, there's a, if you want somebody to go with you, it will cost you, but it's not a question. But if you speak a little Spanish, you can go yourself. It's not a question of money because they don't charge. It's a question of a whole day thing. It's one whole morning getting your tax ID number yeah. and we go at, you know, at, at the end of it and after hearing all these three changes in the law to the actual problem of these changes, which are the consequences, which is clients going to pay more, things are going to be more expensive. And um, it's going to take more time. A lot more time. Because Appraisals are going to delay closings. People getting their tax ID numbers are going to get are going to delay closings, um, and even the acquisition property tax is going to how can I say it? Uh, take maybe be a decision uh, uh, be part of the decision of buying or not buying a property. Thinking should I have to put three point five percent of the uh, the property is going to cost me three point five percent more. I mean, so we understand that this uh, uh, laws are frustrating. Yeah, they are frustrating. We're with you as clients. We're behind you. We're actually solving most of these problems. But the fact of the matter is that it's not our decision. Please don't get mad at us. It's not because we want you to get your tax ID number. It's not because we're stubborn and want you to do it. It's not because you, we want you to pay more money or you want, we want you to pay an appraisal and wait for it to get. 
it's we're doing what we can with the cards that that we have got from the government basically yeah basically that's that's what we're doing we're reacting and adapting and trying to survive eventually it's going to become easier but it's very important that the clients know at least these three two new these three new topics that we have for uh 2022 um god knows what's going to happen in 2023 but right now again march 12 these are the true three new uh important three new important changes on the law so i think that's it if you have any questions doubts or one more information about this uh contact us send us an email send us a text a whatsapp or you can go on our website and, and send us a text from there comment on the on below uh please subscribe and if you want any subject that we that we talk about any subject or something just let us know and we'll consider it for the next episode all right until then i'm alfonso i'm francisco and this was easy talks cheers i'm our beer, beer. <laughs>